This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati with Lindsey Patterson and Mike Santagata. We are back on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati. Lindsey Patterson, Mike Santagata. Mike, what's up? Nothing. It's the grind. We've got three weeks until the draft, or I don't want to ask two two weeks. Two? I think it's terrible. I still have to run through some. I have to run through the mid round tight ends. I got to run through the rest. I did almost all of the edge guys I want to do, and we're going to talk about them later. Yeah. Uh, I started running through some interior defensive line, but then Jake Lisko and Joe Goodberry asked me like, all right, you guys ready for tight end round table? I'm like, no, but I'll say yes. <laughs> and then uh, hopefully I'll be more prepped. So I'll be speed running. If you listen to this one and you listen to uh, uh, Locked On Bengals where I'm going to make a guest appearance, just know I speed ran everybody after uh, Luke Musgrave or no, after um, I, I watched the next two. So everybody after Tucker Craft, Sam Laporta, I speed ran those guys. So you have an issue, take it up with uh, the couple games I watched i don't know anyway uh yeah this is crazy busy time i feel like it's almost more busy the only week that's more busy is if they go to the super bowl that week i i killed myself trying to get out as much art like content as possible but the draft like right before that i feel like that is uh content football content creators uh you know that's the big day and it's fun i just there's always more guys, you know, unless you do this full time as a draft analyst, there's always more guys that you have to watch. Or if it's just your full, like if I did 40 hours a week, I'd run through enough guys that I wouldn't feel this way, but I'm trying to watch everybody in the top 100 they could take. Well, it's crazy. I don't know if it's just this season or it has always been like this, but it just feels like the Bengals are meeting with a lot, a lot of players. Their name is connected to so many different position groups. Um, that's why I kind of question where are they going to go in round one? Where are they going to go in round two? No hey, we don't know. It's best player available for them. Again, we've talked about it on here. The picks I would be surprised with linebacker safety. Uh, and even then, I mean, like, are you shocked if like a Brian branch is supposed to be in the mid first falls and they take him and they just go, we'll figure it out. No, like, I, I'd be surprised, but I would not be like, whoa, I never saw this coming. And they probably still get like a C plus from me, even though it's not a need, just like a, you know, you got a faller in the draft. Sure. Well, the thing is, I think what you can connect with that is just even this off season alone, I'm shocked they bought, they brought Jermaine Pratt back. Not because I don't think he's a great player. He was one of their best defensive players last year. I was just shocked that he was one of the guys they were able to bring back on, on such a great deal when there is another one like Logan Wilson extension that could happen this offseason or, or maybe it's it's next year. Uh, so, no, I mean, when it comes to best player available, if a guy falls and he's one of their top guys on their board, 
they're going to take him at 28. It is a really good position to be in, even though, you know, they do have a few holes and question marks. Again, we've talked about it plenty at the right tackle spot on the offensive line. Um, you know, running back is still a big question mark for them. Tight end, I would say that they're going to add another guy or maybe two in this draft. So it's going to be fun. Two weeks from Thursday, I I'm ready for some new content when it comes to the Bengals because it's crazy. And, and maybe we were like this other seasons, but I think Bengals fans were ready to move on as soon as the day after the AFC Championship game. They're like, okay, let's talk offseason. Yeah. You know, for some needs, players. Well, that <laughs> happened with the Super Bowl last year or the year before too. Oh man, you just got to you got to move on quick and you're like, okay, ready for the next season. Uh still a really talented team and and it was a fun season, but unfortunately, uh, they came up short two years in a row. Um yeah. I, I kind of want to go to the the edge position right now right. because you you are going to have a great piece out on all Bengals and I think fans should all check that out because you're a busy guy. Busy offseason, plenty of guys to talk about. We've talked about other position groups. I'm going to have you talk about edge rushers now. Okay, uh, I ran through a lot of them. I would not say everybody I'm about. I have a general feel, just know where these guys are supposed to go in the draft because there's a lot of information. But I personally ran through, uh, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, ten guys uh, just in the past week or so, maybe two weeks. And it inspired me a little bit because I was the second round edge rusher is awesome this year. There's so many guys, and I think the Bengals will be interested in a lot of them. We're going to talk about this in general, but um, there's so many guys that that feels like a really good spot at 60 to get a guy. I don't feel that way about many positions. Like first round, it feels like there'll be a corner there they could like, but we've talked a lot about that. Like first round, I have no idea. And there's also two first round edge rush guys that I would not be surprised if they fell to them, that they would run to the podium to take. Um, and then there's only like one round three guy or projected round three. You never know what these things guys fall, guys move up. And then there's a couple round four guys. But when you think of the Bengals defensive ends, I mean, what I think of is big and strong and long and, you know, butt kickers. They're not going to go around somebody. These guys want to go through people. And I think that's something that hasn't really hit with Bengals fans completely because they always look at, Will McDonald, for example. Will McDonald is let's see, have it written down here. He, I mean, he's under their weight threshold. He is 239 pounds. The lightest edge rusher the Bengals have ever taken was Jordan Willis, and he was 255 pounds. So it would be an outlier upon outliers to take that guy. <laughs> and but they fall in love because they're like, oh my god, look at the bend, look at how he spins. When was the last time you could remember a Bengals edge rusher that was like so bendy? So it was all the spin moves and stuff. It's like even Carl Lawson, these guys, they weren't bendy. He had a long arm and he had some moves off of it. Uh, but they weren't like, they weren't really spinning around too much or trying to bend Warner and not good run defenders. So I feel like they fall in love with these types. And there are certain places Will McDonald will thrive. It's just, I don't think the Bulls are at all interested. Now, it could happen don't see it happening. So I went through and I looked at every defensive end that the Bengals have taken since Duke Tobin took over in 1999, starting with Robert Gathers and ending in Joseph Osai and tried to find out, okay, so what is the max threshold for different areas? And weight was a huge one. It knocked off nine different guys. 
the lightest guy that took, like I mentioned, was Jordan Willis at 255 pounds. I mean, Will Anderson was 253. He's not going to be there, but it knocks off Nolan Smith, 238. Will McDonald, 239. B.J. Ojolari, 248. Uh, Byron Young, 250. Nick Herbig, 240. And then some other guys lower down. And then it even knocks off Derek Hall at 254, although that is one. I, I could see you breaking a threshold by a pound. Just like a, it's one pound type thing. But we're talking like 16 pounds. I don't think they're interested. So that was that was one of the big ones that, you know, like we have to remember the Bengals like these guys big. They like them strong and they like to set hard edges more than they like bendy pass rushing 15 sacks and a bad run defender types. Although you could argue Trey Hendrickson does that a little bit sometimes. But at the same time, Trey Hendrickson tries to run through people. He doesn't run around. And when they pass rush, Bengals like these a cage around the quarterback. So it would be called, you know, you're condensing and stopping them from making plays. Think when they play Lamar Jackson, think when they play Patrick Mahomes, what do they do? They're not bending around, giving him a lane to escape. He rolls out and throws the ball 50 yards. They're trying to compress, 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 and make it so that they can't escape. They're all their lanes to escape are gone unless you can break a tackle. I just need someone to get to the quarterback. Yeah. Because, I mean, you you spend all that money on your defensive line right now, and you bring up a really great point when it comes to size and what the Bengals really like. I, they need help getting that pass rush. It has been a struggle for two years in a row. You could even say, you know, we, we point the finger at the offensive line on the other side, but you could point the finger and say they could have two Lombardis if they were able to to get to the quarterback in, in the last few seasons. It's just something that they struggle with, and for how good Luana Rumo's defense is – I want them to get a playmaker. I don't think they will do that at 28 unless a guy that they absolutely love in the top happens to fall at 28. I like your idea of more of a second round guy. Do you feel it's pretty realistic with how deep this class is that they could probably do that in the second or, or even, I don't want to say third round, but obviously it's an option too. Second is huge. So when I got rid of everybody that didn't meet thresholds, um, Three cone knocked a couple people out and they really love the 10 yard split. They, their average edge rusher has a uh, 1.69 or 1.64 10 yard split, which is in the 82nd percentile. For example, the short shuttle, which would be the bendy, the edgy is 451, which is in the 47th percentile. So they prioritize some things over others and that knocks the people off and you get left with nine guys nine guys that are very likely to be taken by the Bengals and the first two are first round type you've got Miles Murphy who they just are meeting with and they met with at the combine Clemson edge rusher long strong not very bendy fits uh and then the other one's Lucas Van Ness I don't know if you've heard about him either long strong not very bendy he fits although I, I do think Van Ness has some issues run defending at least right now even though he's from Iowa so those two if they're at 28 I think they're heavily in consideration but then when you get to the second round um felix and udike uzama keon white isaiah foskey and tuli tui puloto all passed all the thresholds tui di tuli didn't do any of the testing so i have no idea about that but he passes their size what they want for size which did knock a lot of people off and they're really interested because they sent louis anarumo all the way out to usc's pro day and they met with him at the combine like that they're like Move in front of us. <laughs> we'll see. Make sure that you can move uh, because we're really interested in taking you. There's four guys. I think they'd be most interested in Isaiah Foskey. Long, strong, not very bendy. He can rush the passer. He's got some moves. I liked him a lot on film. Um, we went through. He it ends up above average in eight of the possible 13 categories I listed out. And he only wasn't 
at least above the the above like at least above below average so like averageish in i believe it was age age was the only thing he was yeah age at 22 and a half years old when he's drafted that's the only thing that they usually get them a little bit younger than that other than that flying colors he's like the perfect Bengals edge rusher and when you watch him it kind of feels that way really good run defender um flashes some high level pass rush stuff just feels like if he's there at 60, that's a strong, strong consideration at the pick. Other than that, Keon White is huge. Felix and DK Uzan passed six of the 13 things and didn't have anything that knocked him off. And Thule is the one I have no feel on because he seems like a guy they'd be really interested in. But with no testing, you just have no idea really how interested they are. Maybe these interviews didn't go that well, or maybe they're sending multiple interviews out there because Anna Rumo is – He's not in, but everybody else is like, yeah, got it. Come on. This guy's great. I think I brought that up with somebody before. Just sometimes they're split within the same office. So those are the the top two round guys. There's a few other ones later on. Who would you feel would be a disappointment if they took them early on in the draft? Ooh, at edge rusher specifically. So first two rounds. Uh, I, I didn't see it with Keon White as much, even though he passes a lot of the stuff they like. He's big, he's long, he's strong, he's like 280 pounds. I just, I don't, he's not a really good run defender. I, that was surprising is that he doesn't have much of an anchor and ability to hold point when he's defending the run at 280 pounds in the ACC. I think of moving to the NFL, that's tough. And they've already got a guy in Zach Carter that's around that size and playing inside. So I don't think they want that. Uh, that that's the guy, if they take him at 60, I'm not going to be thrilled about, especially if some of those other guys are available. And like I mentioned, um, Derek, Derek Hall, he just misses the threshold by one pound. And he was probably my favorite guy I watched out of the edge rushers in the second round. Just, he's so, he's such a good pass rusher. And that's, I think something that was really missing juice wise. So that I, I would be upset if they passed on like a Derek Hall or Thule or any of these guys for Keon White. When you mentioned Zach Carter, and I feel like when they picked him up last year in the draft that a lot of people were like, hmm, question mark. Not really sure about that one. What are his expectations with this defense next year? So uh, he'll play three tech, five tech, which is outside the guard, outside the tackle, probably flip in between. The surprising thing is he's not very big for three technique, but I think that's where he played the most. Uh, He was at least an interior defensive lineman for them for sure. And that's not something they've really done a lot of. So if you are like a Kalijah Kansi truther, maybe that's the guy you kind of point to like, hey, that guy's 280 pounds. (laughs) Why can't we get this one? Um, My expectations would be that he can – he came on a little bit towards the end of the year. I thought his rookie year was not great. It was okay, I guess. It was. I was more excited for Cam Sample after his rookie year than I was uh, for um, Zach Carter after his rookie year. I thought Cam showed more. And I think some people didn't really love Cam Sample's rookie year. I thought his sophomore year was actually pretty good. But, uh, yeah, I, I would like to see him take a step forward and kind of demand snaps, you know, like – you don't want to bench this guy too long because he's doing, he's so disruptive. He's doing so much and, or at least just as a pass rusher, just provide some interior juice. Cause I don't think he did that very much. They need that the most. They need that more than they, these run stoppers on the interior. They, they've got so many run stoppers. I know that's what they like to build. They like big run stopping defensive line, but 
you need somebody to step up, especially on the interior. That's why I was so in on some of those free agent interior guys. But if you get that in-house, it's even better. It's cheap. It's uh, And it could happen. I just – I guess my expectation is a better pass rusher and isn't being taken off the field because of his run defense or anything. Yeah, that's definitely something to watch out for. Like Mike said, he's going to have that piece on all Bengals. Make sure you check it out. Everything Edge Rushers 101 and <laughs> and what the Bengals really do need on this 2023 roster. Next, we're going to talk a little T. Higgins, wide receiver, maybe an extension coming soon on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati.